I got a ton of shit I need to do, but it's Friday morning and I need to I need to do a podcast of some kind before I get going. I'm so tired. I had I just I'm so tired lately, weird dreams all the time. I had a fucking I had a dream turn down these TVs here. Uh I had a dream. I've just been having like work dreams and stress dreams and like yeah, I had I had a dream where I was like uh, hyperventilating into a into a paper bag or into a corner next to it. I was just like, <sighs> like I'm having a heart attack. That's 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 great. Those are great signs. Great signs. Oh my god. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it's all good fun. It's all really good, great fun. How's uh, happy Friday? I guess. It's raining. I'm happy about that, but it looks like it's clearing up. I'm not happy about that. I want to just have just give me a rainy day. Just give me a rainy Friday. It was dark and gloomy and rainy this morning when I was taking the kids to school. Uh, we, uh, the oldest and I, left and I forgot my phone, and I was like, "Eh, that's all right. We'll listen to the radio." And so we're, you know, I'm flipping through Sirius XM. Like, you want to hear Forties Junction? <laughs> uh no okay so we flipping through and uh there's just nothing it was you know i put on some of the studio 54 channels great uh because they're playing boogie wonderland that's ow that's fun and uh and then the groove channel had fantastic voyage lakeside uh that's fun and I'm just flipping through. I'm trying to find something that somebody other than myself would enjoy. Uh, and then we get so so. Speaking of Jimmy Buffett, I forgot that too. He's got a fucking that Margaritaville radio channel uh, on on Sirius. It's like, oh my god the the number of revenue streams that this bastard has. You write a couple of songs about cheeseburgers and flip flops. And oh my god! Like you, I, I said to I said to Cam, I said, look, this guy. I was tell, telling Cam about the Daytona, Daytona, the Daytona Beach community retirement thing, the Jimmy Buffett retirement village in Daytona, and he's got restaurants that are you know all this tea. I mean, merchandise. I can't even imagine. Then concerts and tour. You know, it's just like, oh. And I said, this guy started out just singing about all the crappy stuff you do on a f- shitty Florida vacation. And everybody's like, yeah, that's where I that's where it's the beach. It's the life for me, salt life. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, that's one nice thing. I don't know, maybe because it was like 10 years ago, but over 10 years ago. 12 years ago that those you know those salt life stickers were were big and i didn't even know they existed until i moved to florida because obviously uh upstate new york near the mountains you honestly you're not going to see a lot of salt life stickers on the back of people's car but in florida everybody's got that salt life stupid thing and which is how we came up for the i think i've talked about this before that's how the name bank life that's the that's gonna be the name of the show bank life we've done episode nine go back to episode nine and it's uh that's the whole bank life episode. Anyway, uh it came, yeah, it was inspired by these salt life stickers, so we, we call it bank bank life. Uh 
Oh, God damn it. It's getting bright. That fucking sun's coming out, isn't it? God damn you. God damn you, sun. Um, so anyway, uh, but back in Florida in like two, when I was there, 2010, I don't remember seeing them much in like 2005, six, seven, when, uh, you know, we had a place, I mean, well, that was Orlando again, Orlando is, it's only what, 35, 40 minutes from the beach. Uh, but you know, did it, at, uh, where is it? Is there where it is? Uh, anyway, um, 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 it, we, yeah, we, Orlando, I, but I'm sure there's plenty of salt life stickers. I didn't really see them at all until we moved down there in 2010, and they were everywhere. Every fucking car, every truck has a salt life sticker on the back of it. And, uh, and it just made me, it just, it was just one of the many things like that just made me you know, just hate Florida even more. And, uh, so anyway, what does that have to do with anything? Oh yeah. I guess that's one of the nice things, uh, is not, not seeing them. And it's funny too, because like, I'm, you know, this is pretty, pretty near the beach as well. You know, we go to the coast quite a bit. It's not that far. It's an hour or less. And, uh, you don't see a lot of salt life driving up and down. That's, I think it's more of a, more of a Florida thing. Maybe the Carolinas, Georgia, I don't know. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping those, I, I'm hoping, I haven't been to Florida in a long time. And whenever that time comes, I, I hope that I don't see any Salt Life stickers. But anyways, it's all, you know, it's all interconnected to, you know, Jimmy Buffett and Salt Life and the beach and like, uh, uh, you know, sitting at some like tiki hut, having a burger, having a, a cheeseburger in paradise. <laughs> I can tell you there was no point ever in my time in Florida where I said, yeah, this is paradise. I said, this is fucking, this is hell. (laughs) This is hell's front porch. (laughs) It's America's crotch, as my good buddy uh, Lindsay once once said. And it's like, yeah, kind of is. It's, you know, it's shaped like a big dong. It's, It's sweaty. It's gross. It stinks. Depending on where you live, it's kind of, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> as, as I used to say, you can tell when you're in Port St. Lucie because it smells like you're in Port St. Lucie. <laughs> the pizzle, the pizzle. Uh, anyway, all that shit just makes me insane. But, but I could, I flipped over to the Margaritaville channel and they were playing on, it's a live concert version of Margaritaville. And listen, I hate that I know all the words to that song. <laughs> I, hate, I don't know a single word to a single other Jimmy Buffett song. But I think because that Margaritaville was on the radio a lot, you know, back in the day here, and you know, it was on the, it was on the whatever the soft rock. Ch- I don't know what channel it would be on, uh, but it was on it was on the stations back in the day, and it's a it's an easy song to to learn i don't know a lot of words to a lot of songs but that song came on and and i'm like oh yeah (laughs) oh my gosh and cam was like what the fuck is this (laughs) i'm like this is jimmy buffett jimmy buffett margaritaville this this song is basically worth like billions of dollars just singing about like just regular old bullshit 
just some fucking redneck hanging out at the beach by the pool or whatever. He stepped on a pop top. Ugh. But that's okay because there's a there's a nice cool margarita in the blender waiting for ugh. It's just like that. It 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 does a good job at conjuring up images, and the images make me like just want to die. Um. So, anyways, and then I just and then I left it on, and then uh, then Ziggy Marley's uh, "Stir It Up" came on. Stir it up, stir it up. Anyway, that's pretty spot on. I think I could I could be in a Ziggy Marley cover band based on that. Stir it up. <laughs> Anyway, uh, that's all. I don't have anything to say. I just I need to get get the juices flowing. I need to get some. I am in just so. I, I, I this has been another one of those very long weeks, and there's going to be many long weeks to come for the next like six months, and then probably the next, uh, you know, thirty years, because it ain't you know. Well, who knows? Maybe retirement is possible. Because, like, you think about it, I'm about to turn 42. If I were my parents, it's like, wow, I'm 13 years away from retirement. You know, that that age, it's like, wow, retirement at 55 is very possible. It's very doable. It, uh, you know, right now, where, where things stand right now, it's not, even, it's not even a glimmer of a thought. It's like, no. Because that's in 13 years from now, uh... You know, I I'd like to think it'll be winding down a little bit, slowing down to some degree, but uh, I also know that between a my uh, just uh, yeah, there's a number of things I'm not gonna recap, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those it's it's hard to stay positive, <laughs> but there's a lot of there's a there's base there's a lot to be done there's a lot of work to be done and I I hate. I do not like uncertainty. And I think that's I think that's the biggest rude awakening when you go out into like the quote unquote real world. And that's why I tell my kids you got to find something that you like, you got to be happy, you know. There's a lot of shitty jobs out there, but you can make a choice. Like I made a choice to make it shittier for myself. You know, I was working at Barnes and Noble, not making any money, but I was fucking happy as anyone could be. Uh and I got my business degree. And then I went and I did some, you know, the first two, the first couple of jobs were like, hey, these don't pay a lot of money either, but this is great. Like the schedule's not bad. The workload's not crazy. You know, whatever I do during the day, when it's time to go home, it's time to go home. There's no late nights. There's no weekends. There's no, well, one of them did have weekends in January, but, but then you got some extra days off as a result. It's all good. Like working a Saturday in January, it's kind of like, eh, who cares? What am I going to be doing anyways? Nothing. So I didn't mind it that much. And it was just it was just for the month of January. They made it seem, oh, it's crazy. It's going to be so crazy. Everything's crazy. And even at the time, I was like, this really isn't that crazy. <laughs> now I look back on it. You know, now that I know what crazy is, I'm like, God, that's the easiest fucking job in the world. It truly was just so easy. And it wasn't like it was just going to spring up. You knew, okay, every January, January 2nd, it's it's go time, baby. And then when we get to like February 15th, okay, we can, we're good. We made it. We made it. We're good. Good for the rest of the year. No big deal. Uh, so it was nice. 
But I, I just went out of my way to make things more difficult for myself. It's like, oh. You know, I went out of my way to make sure that I got paid. That's the big difference. So it's like, what, what do you value more? Do you value money? Or do you value just like having a decent life? You know, are you going to be buying the, the, the five, the 5,000 square foot uh, penthouse, the 10,000 square foot penthouse overlooking Central Park? Eh. No, but I mean, neither am I. <laughs> um, so there's, there's a lot to be said for just like, I, Cliffy always said this, man. He was like, he was so ready to get out of the banking world and he did. And he opened up that mint home inspection and he enjoyed it while he was while he was at the bank. He was getting his home inspection license and all that stuff. He was going out. He'd get some, you know, he'd get some little side work here and there. Like during lunch, he'd go do an inspection, you know, get some get some reps underneath him. And then after work, he'd do some inspections. And on the weekend, he'd do a cut. And then he would just slowly, slowly build his business. And he'd get the you know the website and you know get official all that stuff. And now he's like, he's doing great. And he, I don't know what he's making or anything, but Cliff was, he would tell me, he's like, you know, I could just survive on like 30, 40,000 a year and just keep it very simple and just like, just live a pretty modest life, a simple, he had those chickens in the backyard, he's getting eggs and, uh, you know, 30, 40,000 wasn't what he was making at the bank. I can tell you that, but he was like, yeah. He's like, I don't need any craziness. I just, you know, I want to keep it simple, make enough that, you know, we have food, a roof, you know, everything we need, and then just, uh, just kind of enjoy life. And I'm like, and I remember just looking at him like, you could, so you could, you could do that. Like, you think you could do that? He's like, yeah, I think so. And I get it. I don't know. Again, I don't know anything that Cliff's making. I guarantee you, it ain't thirty or forty thousand. Uh, who knows what it is, but. The guy went off and said, you know, this banking shit ain't for me. And uh, he spent a couple years, those final couple years at the bank knowing like, okay, well, I'm going to do this. And then there's an end date. And then I'm going to go find, I'm going to go do the thing that I actually want to do. Crawling around under houses. <laughs> no, I mean, he's got, you know, he's, I'm, I'm sure he's doing great. Like he's, uh, these are the things where I'm like, man, if only, if only there were some magical land where... Where all star plumbing and mint home inspection existed uh, within like thirty miles of each other, and I could just live there and know that that my plumbing and heating needs and my home inspection needs were always going to be taken care of, and I wasn't going to be swindled and I wasn't going to be hoodwinked or bamboozled or flim flammed. Oh, it's it's really yeah. So anyway, uh, but that's that's the. That's the that's the that's the big question, right? It's like, what do you want to do? And we're we're all told as kids, like, you got to go to college. That's the that's the magic ticket to success. Well, yeah, it was the magic ticket to success for for a certain period of time, and then it was the magic ticket to everybody having the exact same piece of paper and just kind of you know for the most part all negating one another, and like that last sort of generation before us that was graduating college like in the eighties and the early nineties was the last, the last real generation that kind of had that like, yep, if you graduate college fella, you'll get out there and a nice handshake is awaiting you as well as your big chair and your desk and your, and your, your nice office job. And, uh, yeah. And the, in, in, by the two, by the two thousands, that was not, 
the case for well, I mean for some, but not not for me. Uh not for not for many. <laughs> and uh and still still remains. Um I had to fucking Jesus Christ. I mean it's like just to just to get in the door in a job that really honestly required no college education. But the only thing that got me in there was not my bachelor's, but my MBA. That was what got me the interview. And they were very frank with me and said, yeah, we are not really seeing a lot on here that translates to what we need done. But you have an MBA, which shows us the blah, blah, blah. So we wanted to give you the interview. And then, of course, my charm and personality is, uh, is what got me into the actual seat itself. <laughs> um, oh, man, but it's, it's like – it was a, like the path – the path to get to a job making $29,500 a year in an office was just insane. The, the road to get there. Okay, bachelor's degree. That's not worth shit. So let me go. I don't know anything about business. I don't know anything about finance. I don't know anything about accounting. I don't know anything about men. I know nothing about anything. Let me go get my MBA and see if this does anything. Then I got my MBA thinking like, yeah, okay, in a month or two, I'm going to be, I'll just, because <laughs> you read those like uh, those Peterson's books, guides, whatever they are, and they tell you like, yeah, the average MBA is making this in this city and uh, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, that's great. And um, And it's not true. I mean, it is true, but what they don't tell you is that a lot of people getting their MBAs have already been in the workforce for a while. And, uh, you know, their, their company said, Hey, we'll pay for you to get an MBA. And then you'll, then you'll be qualified to be like a senior manager and then you'll be making the big bucks. It's, you know, are are there some MBAs that graduate and, and they go into the big six feet? Yes. But not from where I was getting my MBA. (laughs) That's not the case. Um, it was like, I got my MBA and then it was a year and Let's see, 12, 13, 14, 15. It was 16 months, almost a year and a half from the time I got my MBA to the time that I got an office job making $29,500, which is a very, very small amount of money in 2022. And I can also tell you that in 2007, it was also a very, very small amount of money because I was pretty much making that amount of money just doing fucking nothing at Barnes & Noble, just having a blast. Uh, I think I was making like $2 an hour less at Barnes and Noble. If you, if you divided it out, uh, on that basis anyway. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been a long, long fucking road. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what the point of that is. It's just, I guess it's just, I, I'm just wondering when am I going to get my cheeseburger in paradise? What am I, when am I going to get to settle in at the Jimmy Buffett (laughs) retirement community? Oh my god. I guess that's the one, you know, you know it's funny too. You you sometimes if you've ever looked at like houses and stuff and you see it and it's like, wow, that's almost too good to be true and then you realize, oh, this is a senior living. This is a 55 and up community. And now I'm thinking like, holy shit, it's only uh only another 13 years I'll be eligible to move into one of those great uh, 55 and up communities, save a few bucks, have uh, you know, have a less expensive house, probably a, a little HOA and have things taken care of. And then, um, and then I realized like, nah, 
It's not going to be that way. I think probably a few years before I turn 55, I'm sure that that's all going to go up to 65. I fucking guarantee you. I've been a, I've been a, a Gen Xer too long. <laughs> I know how this is going to go. It's just like right before we got out of college and all those like nice jobs just they're just gone. Uh no 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 no. It turns out you're the people the baby boomers are not actually quite ready to retire yet. They're going to they're going to stick around for another however many decades. But you'll get there eventually. And by the time you do, we'll be given the the promotions are going to go to the millennials. <laughs> And uh, I feel like that's going to be the case with the retirement communities. It's like, oh, these are 65 and up now. Uh, sorry, but you're just you, – you Gen Xers have just uh, – you're, you're going to have to wait till you're 65 to get, the, to get the, the good deal on the Jimmy Buffett retirement villa and to get the good uh, – you know, to get the Social Security and stuff like that. I hope I'm wrong about everything, but I've, I feel like I've heard this record play a few times. I feel like, yeah, which is, that's the big reason. It's not like, you know, there's, there's things that I need to do to be in a good place for retirement at some point, but there's also like, I, I don't really know what the whole world is going to look. I mean, 13 years, is a lot of time. Look at 13 years ago. How different that was 2009. Jesus Christ, guy, what do you need to keep coming into your house for? Keep looking in my window. Every time I walk past this guy's walking in, what are you doing? Trying to, I'm trying to just pace back and forth and do a podcast, and every time I look out the window, this guy's staring at me. For fuck's sakes. What are you doing? He's not, it's not like he's carrying you know, moving boxes or anything. He's just like, what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm so tired. Was, you, know, you work till like 11 p.m., and then it's like, okay, time to just immediately hop into bed. But you know the problem is? Uh, tell me. Tell me anyone who just can come home from work at five o'clock and say, all right, time to hop into bed. No, you want like, you want to do st- like, we're supposed to have time to ourselves. I think once in a while I've, I've read things about that. I don't know if that's, if it's actually true. Why does this window feel like it's open? Really? Cause it is. Cause these darn kids don't know how to close a window. Anyway. Uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm so tired. Yeah, it's just like, so like when you, when you finish up work at say 10, 11, you're, I mean, that's bedtime, but tell me how, how easy it is to roll into bed at 6 PM. And I'll tell you how easy it is to finish up work at 11 and then just hop right in bed. So I'm like, all right, I don't want to go to bed. And there's a whole thing. There's a psychological thing that people stay up late, uh, because that's like, even though they're tired and they need to go to sleep, it's like the one time of the day that they actually might have a little bit of freedom, some time to themselves. Uh, and, you know, so it's, it's tough. It's tough to go to bed. But I, so I got in bed and it was, yeah, I think it was sometime after midnight. I mean, not too bad. It wasn't like Sunday night where it was 2 a.m. that I got to sleep, but. Yeah, there's a there's a certainly a level of sleep deprivation that's been going on for oh, I don't know, 12, 13 years. <laughs> oh man. Um we're going to go see the movie tomorrow. 
uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Is that the name of it? This, I don't know who, I think it was Les posted the preview of this thing like maybe a month ago. And I love, uh, what's her, what's her name? Is it Michelle Yu? Michelle Yao? I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to not say the name correctly. Michelle Yo, I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not. I know it's like. But anyways, she's fantastic. She's so good in Star Trek Discovery. She's so good in in everything. She was one of the voice. This guy's coming back again. Holy mackerel! Oh, maybe this kid of his is moving out. Maybe that's it. Anyway, uh, yeah. So she was. She's one of the voices in uh, in Turning Red. Uh, I think he's a grandmother or something. Um, anyway, she's just great. She's so great. And this movie looks great. It's a whole multiverse thing. I showed the preview to the wife and kids last night. They're down to see it. The only place you can see it is Boston Common AMC. So we're going to get up early. I mean, we're going to get up at the regular time, but we're going to we're gonna leave for around, uh, I don't know, 10 o'clock, head into Boston. The parking garage is right there next to the theater. So we'll go in and get some snacks and we'll watch this movie and hopefully have a really good time and then maybe get some lunch in Boston. I don't even know. But I'm excited for that. And then the rest of the weekend, who knows, but I know that I'm going to snap my finger and it's going to be done. And then it's going to be Monday just like that. Oh, yeah, I need I need more. Re- oh, okay, so she is moving out. Okay, so that's this guy I keep seeing is the father. And she's got the uh, carrying the old microwave out. Good for you. You know, it's nice to live in a place for seven years and all you do is watch people move out. <laughs> people move in after you and then they move out way before you. Oh, it's good for you. Good for you. You don't have to worry about school districts and you don't have a, a limited, uh, you don't have a limit of like one neighborhood that you can, that you can choose from to make sure your kids go. Luckily, my youngest is done with elementary school. So that opens up the possibilities. And actually my kids don't give a shit if they don't go to their middle school next year, which I'm, I'm pretty, pl- I, they say that my, my youngest doesn't seem to give a shit. My oldest, I, I don't think, I don't think either of them are going to give a shit. Uh, my oldest keeps telling, I'll be honest, like people, people in New Hampshire, uh, uh, geez, there are a lot of smart, let me, let me start with the nice thing. There are a lot of smart people in New Hampshire, a lot of smart people. It's just not, it's just not for everyone in the state of New Hampshire. Intelligence is just, it's just not everyone's thing. Uh, and that's this that applies to every state, but you know there's a percentage, uh, and uh, and the place that we live is maybe uh, you're not going to see it on any top ten list or top thousand list or top five thousand list of like the smartest cities on the pl- on the planet, or maybe maybe it's in the top thousand, maybe. Uh, anyway, um, you know, it's it's like a fifty fifty kind of thing, right? And it's just so big. That you could go, you could go through middle school and high school, and you know eventually you'll find your way to the people you're supposed to be with. And you know, my kid has some friends right now, and uh, you know, they're they're a bunch of cut ups and things, and they're they're funny and all that stuff. But they're just like, you know, I I I, I don't know if I've actually said this, but the fact is, like, uh, you know, you're 
this kid is kind of like better than this school. And there's a few kids who they were friends with in elementary school that I would say like, yeah, you you guys are better than this school. And they there's great te- the teachers are amazing. They're fucking we met them all. They're fantastic. It's just like it's one of those things. And and Cam tells me like, you know, they walk into the school and it's just depressing. I don't find that school to be all that depressing. I I like it. I, it's an old school from the 30s. So I get it. And, and you know, Cam likes stuff that's new and modern and and you know flashy and nice and this school is none of those things there there's none of that happening at this school so i get it um so yeah they're like yeah i don't care I'll go to a different school so that opens that opens things up so we'll see what happens either way i hope that we're on the home stretch here the final like 5 months in this place that we've spent almost 7 years and then right around pretty much exactly on the 7 year anniversary of uh of moving in here will be moving out. That's my hope for this year. And I don't know what that means. I really don't. But uh, it's it's time for shit to start changing finally. This has been, you know, it's get a lot of what's happening is just getting old. It's It's been old since a long time ago, but you just kind of like, you mentally kind of adjust and say, well, this is where we're going to be for a while because it's just, that's just the way it has to be. And uh, <laughs> yeah. But that's but now it's it's been that way for long enough for way too long. It's time time to be done, time to be done with this place. Uh, is it time to be done with the city and state that we live in? Eh. Sometimes I think yes. Other times I think no. Um, it's it's fine. There's a lot. When I look around, I say, boy, there's a lot of stuff really close by that not a lot of other places nearby have. It's it's kind of it's ideal in a lot of ways, but, uh, but I don't know. I think maybe there's a neighboring community or something that might be a neighboring town, maybe more, more like it, or I, I'm not really sure. I don't know what it looks like, but anyway, it's all, it's all good. But either way, that'll happen when it happens right now. It's Friday. I'm too tired to be excited. I have, I don't know why this has been happening, but there's so many meetings now on Friday and I, I need to prepare for them because it's just ah, there's turnover as a motherfucker, <laughs> and I'm the last person to say anything to anyone for leaving their job because uh, I had four different jobs last year, and it's not necessarily because that's what I want to do. That's not like a fun thing. And, uh, you know, people talk to me like I can't, it stresses me out to even think about because it was for three consecutive years I had a new job on January first of 2019, 20, and 21, and, uh, and it's like, oh, and so you're spending that November, December, it should be like, it should be wind down time, relax time, you know, holidays are coming, should be a little slower pace, doing Christmas things, right, I, that's never been the case, it's been like, okay, job interviews, 85% of drivers rate themselves as excellent or very good, of course they do, it's probably like 90% of people probably think that they're smart and it's more, it's like 5%. Of course they do. They think they're good drivers. Why wouldn't they? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, uh, but man, when somebody leaves who's just really, really good and really makes life just a little bit easier for you, it's really tough. It's really tough. Um 
I, I, uh, I just, it, and, and yesterday was her last day and I wish she had just stuck around for, well, frankly, for another six months, but at least for another couple of weeks. Cause it's like, then you gotta, you know, and it's, it's just karma, I guess for me, cause this is what I've done to a bunch of people. Uh, and I don't fault her at all. You have to go and be happy. You can't, you can't life's short and you're not living my life or anybody else's. You're living your own life. But holy cow, I just, uh, she was just so good and just made life so much easier for me. I made life easier for her. We were a good tandem. We were a good team. And that's over. And it's like, shit. Anyway, uh, it's April Fool's Day, too. I don't care. I, I saw Cougine on Instagram promoting Olive Garden, which was really funny. Great April Fool's joke. Uh, I, uh, you know, I've talked about it on the podcast before, some of my April Fool's pranks. Uh where where Double J and Sean and I called Shimo and told him that Sean was in a horrible accident <laughs> on the way home from Rochester, and uh, <laughs> and he didn't believe us. And then it took it took a good it took a good uh, you know grinding him down, chipping away, and then and then he did believe us. And then I put Sean on the phone, and he said, "Hey, motherfucker." <laughs> uh, you know, the old, the old, ele- you know what? I feel bad for elementary school kids or middle, you know, whatever. Nobody has chalkboards anymore. There's no more chalkboards. I mean, what's April Fool's Day if you can't put chalk in the middle of the eraser flaps so that the teacher picks up the eraser and then goes to erase and then just drawing on the chalkboard? That's so funny. Oh, it's a classic. It's a classic. Uh, I don't know. There's there's all kinds of fun pranks and not so fun pranks. Uh, I I still feel bad. A few years ago, and we have videos of it. And we because uh, Cartoon Network put googly eyes on all of the characters and all the cartoons, and that was kind of funny, fun little April April Fool's Day prank. And then uh, on that same day, we put uh, Kimmy made this chocolate swirl that just looked like it just looked like shit literally looked like shit and put it on the kids little uh tv table in their in their game room in their playroom and uh and then they were really grossed out and everything and then we said don't worry we have brownies for you they're like all right and then kim took um a tray out of the oven that just had uh brown pieces of paper that she had cut into the shape of the letter e and poor Cam, we have it on video. Cam is like in tears, and I, I still, I will, I still apologize to this day. Like I'm so sorry, but I mean, we had, we didn't have brownies. We had brown letter E's, but we had the, we had the swirly chocolate turds. So he said, "You can have these. This is your chocolate treat." So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't all bad. But oh, uh, you watch the video, and this child's face lights up, and we say, "Hey, we have brownies." And they're like. Oh. Oh boy, and just a sweet innocent kid. Like what fucking assholes? Oh, I hate myself. Granted, it was more the wife's idea than mine, but still, I hate myself for going along with it. And I, Kimmy feels terrible about it. It's just a rotten thing. And we we thought it would be okay because we had chocolate. It just you know it was in the shape of poop. But uh, oh, you see this kid's eyes light up with brownies, and then the tray gets pulled out of the oven. And it's just little pieces of paper cut in the. Brown pieces of paper cut in the shape of an E. Brown E. And then the kid's like, oh, my God. And the youngest one is laughing and stuff. And I just like, oh, 
man. And that was the end of that. I said, no, I'm, it's enough. Enough enough with the tricks. That's not fair. It's not fun. I don't, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like the Jimmy Kimmel, I ate your candy prank. I just, you know, and the kids are crying. It's mean. I just don't like, you know, it's fun to watch kids fall down and stuff. I just don't like mean, like deliberately mean-spirited stuff that adults do to kids. It's like, no wonder, like, kids grow up to just be total fuckheads. So, anyway. <laughs> April Fool's Day is, is largely stupid. But I do, you know, something like Cougine uh, on Instagram talking about how great Olive Garden is. That's, that's funny. A little cute thing. That's funny. Little googly eyes. Okay, that's funny. Chalk in the eraser. Ah, it's all good. But uh, anyway, that's it. I'm going to go. Happy uh, April fucking Fool's Day. Uh, by the way, this is the last episode of the podcast. I'll never do another one again. Just kidding. April Fool's. <laughs> this is a great joke. All right. Talk to you next time. Go to birthdayboyshop.com. Get merch later, Gators.